fail. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just we thank you for this time, oh Lord, that we're going to share your word. We're going to share, oh Father, together, Lord, we pray that you speak to our hearts. Speak to us this morning, Lord, what you want us to hear. Father, Lord, our ears are open, our hearts are open to receive from you. Daddy, Lord, I pray only what you want your people to hear this morning, let it be delivered. Father, Lord, we cover this time, Lord, in the blood of Jesus. And Father, we pray, O oh Lord, even as we go into your word, that word will profit us, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's so quiet here this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. So this morning, I'm going to be engaging with us. We're going to be talking about goals. As in, can we all see? Okay, we can all see. We're going to be talking about goal setting and vision or dream boards. And we're going to be looking at the word of God and we're, we're going to be sharing as well. Hallelujah. And I'm going to try and go as fast as I can within my time. Amen. I'm trusting God to help me. Okay. So we read our scripture this morning. But also I wanted us to read Jeremiah chapter 11 verse 1. I'm going to be reading that. Sorry, Jeremiah 1 11, not 11 verse 1. 1 11. Jeremiah 1 11. From verse 11 downwards. He says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch or shoot of an almond tree. The emblem, the emblem of alertness and activity, blossoming in late winter. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. Let me read from... The story was, it was talking about Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a man that was, he was afraid to go for God, to do what, he was, what God wanted him to do. And what God was trying to open his eyes to see who he had called him to be. I know God said in the earlier verse, in verse 9, in the later part of verse 9, he says, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. And so, but God was trying to get Jeremiah to do something. God was trying to get Jeremiah to see. God was trying to get him to not look at God to do everything, but that Jeremiah also had a part to play in what he was calling him to do. Amen. So this morning, the reason why we are doing this goal setting and um, vision or dream but is because like we all like Jeremiah 29 saying that God has a plan for our lives. We all know that. But a lot of times, for example, like 
just as we're starting a new year, God wants us to be able to not just start and just run with the year, like not, not just the way it is, but for us to see everything that he has ordained for us for this year and to be able to take, and it's only when we see those things that we can take a hold of it. If we don't see it, we won't be able to take a hold of it. I'm also going to read, I don't have this in the notes, but I'm also going to read Genesis 13, verse 15. Amen. Genesis 13, verse 15, it was a story of Abraham and Lot. Abraham, when, when Abraham left, God asked Abraham to go, but he went with his cousin Lot, and there was a lot of trouble. And But as soon as Lot left, in verse 13, in verse 14, God said to him, The Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had left him, Lift up now your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which you see, I will give to you and to your posterity forever. You see what God says? He says, well, lift up now your eyes and look. Lift up your eyes and look. Verse 16, and I will make your descendants like the dust of the earth, so that if a man could count the dust of the earth, then could your descendants also be. So the same thing happened here. God said to him, what? Look, it's only as your eyes can see that I'm able to give to you. It's only as your eyes can see. So this morning, why we're doing this, the reason why we're really doing this goal setting and vision boy is that is because we need to be able to see. It's only what we can see. It's only what you can see. Like I said earlier, we're talking about working in dominion. If you cannot see dominion, you cannot have dominion. You have to be able to visualize dominion. What does dominion mean to me? When I say I'm taking dominion, they say I'm working in dominion, what does it mean? From the word of God, what is God trying to say to me? So it's only what you're able to see that you're able to run with. Because God, God showed Abraham, even when God said to him, look at the stars, God was causing Abraham to do what? To visualize. And what he saw, he was able to run with. Even when he was discouraged, he was able to say, no, God has shown me. And then you're able to run with it. So the reason why we're talking about vision boys today is because we're good. it's something that we want to talk about, how we can put it before our eyes. So that we're not just putting it in one place and don't look at it to the end of the year. And then we say, at the end of the year, oh, it didn't even come to pass. Maybe because you didn't even put it before your eyes. So we're going to just quickly read. We, 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 read, we read in Proverbs 29, verse 18 already. And then I'm going to read, and then Habakkuk 2, verse 2 to 1 to 3. So Habakkuk 18 says, My people are. I don't want to read the Amplified, I'm just. Open, I want to read KJV because some things we just need it as it is over there. It's bear with me this morning. Where there is no vision, the people perish. So where there is no vision, the people die. Where there is no vision, the people are just living as normal. Where there is no vision, the people don't have anything to look forward to. Where there is no vision, life just continues. Day in, day out, I go to work in the morning, I come back in the evening, and my life is just continuing. And I'm not affecting anybody, nobody's affecting me, and I'm just, you know, day in, day out. And January 1st to December 31st, and my life is the same. I don't see any change, but I don't really know why. But maybe because where there is no vision, the people what? Perish. So that's what we're talking about today. And then slide two says, what are goals? So simply, we, we, a lot of us know, some of this is just the basics, but I have to start with the basics. It says, dreams are simply goals with a deadline. If your dreams don't have a deadline, it's simply a wish. So a lot of time we set, if we have, a lot of us have dreams, all of us, all of us have dreams. Even children have dreams. 
Everybody has dreams. But that dream, when it doesn't have a deadline, is just called a wish. Because you put it, you just say, oh, like one of my dreams that I've had for a long time. Let me say one of them. I want to go to Dubai. I've wanted to go to Dubai for a very long time. I don't know why. But I just, because it's very luxurious. So I've always wanted to go there. That's one of my dreams. But for the longest time, I just had it in my brain. There was no deadline. There was no plan. I just have it there. I want to go to Dubai. It might materialize, but there's a, a huge possibility that it won't materialize. Because... I have it as a dream, but there's no deadline. I'm not trusting God for when it's going to happen. I'm not trusting God for how it's going to happen. I just have it. I'll go to Dubai. So it's there. That's an example. So it's just there. So a lot of traditional goal setting really is, a lot of people have, have it that I'll lose weight, I'll save money, I'll get out of debt. What's the other one? I'll get organized. I'll get closer to God. There's no measurements, nothing, no timeline. I, like I always tell somebody, I would say one of my sons wrote one of the, his goals this year was, what was he again? I want to pray more. And I want to read the Bible more. I said, if you read half a verse more, that's more. Is that your more? He started laughing. I said, so when you say I want to read the Bible more, how much more? One of my mentors says that if you say I want to have more, how much and by when? So there has to be a measurement. If there is no measurement, really, you can't, you can't even, if it's not measurable, it has to be able to, you, you have to be able to measure it. By what yardstick are you measuring it? So if you can't measure it, then it's not really, you might not even expect it to come to pass. He said that on average, a, a normal person says a goal 10 times. And it doesn't even come to that, That's 10 years in a row, you keep setting the same goals. Is that a lie? I was one of those people. I used to just set the same goals every year. Maybe I'm the only one. But then I found out because there was no plan for the goal. One of my sons was telling me, I think it was this, we were talking about it yesterday. On Friday, there was a goal that he set for this year, but this year he had a pl- he has a plan for it. So I'm like, wow, you have a plan for it. And he said, mommy, get. Do you know I'm setting this goal from 2015? And I said, really, I didn't even know. He said, I said, so how come 2015? How come it's not been achieved? Oh, mommy, I just used to set it. There was no plan. So what makes it different this year? This year he set the goal and he wrote how. Because I always challenge, I always say to them, if you have a goal, how are you trusting God to achieve it? I want to save $5,000. How are you trusting God? Are you trusting God? Okay, Lord, as I give, it's going to be given unto me. I'm going to start saving money. I'm going to start putting away $20 every week. How? You have to have a how for every goal that you set. <laughs> so the other person says the own goal. It doesn't come to pass. That's the main reason why. So today we just want to talk about tips to enable us to run with the, our vision this year. Tips to help us to achieve those goals. We don't just want to set goals. We want those goals to come to pass. The Bible says, write the vision. Make it plain. And there's a way that the Amplified Version actually says it. That I wanted to read it to us. It's, it is so particular. And I'm just going to read it really quickly. It says, I was... Sorry, I'm reading KJV. Amplified Version. Oh, I know I have been rushed to talk out plainly this way to God. I will, in my thinking, stand upon my post of observation and station myself on the tower of fortress, or fortress and will watch to see what he will say within me and what answer I will make as his mouthpiece to the perplexities of my complaints against him. That's amplified. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and engrave it so plainly. What does it say we should do? Engrave it, which means what? Bold. Upon tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it, 
easily and quickly as he, as he hastens by. So don't just write it what? Boldly. So that everyone that runs, which means that you that you are running, you need to be able to see it. Like, I started this thing, I think, I started setting goals with a vision, but I think maybe four years now, I think maybe three or four years I just started. And then the, what I found, the biggest thing I found was when I first started setting those goals, it used to look fun even to me. I'm looking, I'm like, how is, gonna, how is this going to be achieved? But what I learned then was put it where you can see it. So I remember I would put it beside my bed, like my, my vision board is always beside my bed. I see it, I open my eyes, it's there. I have, I see it, it my our family vision board is right in front of us in our room. I see it every day. So I know what helped me to do, even when it feels like it's so hard, I look and I say, Lord, I don't know how this is going to come to pass, but I lay my hands and I just say, Lord, supernatural, you make this happen. So when you, when you have it before your eyes, there's something that it does to you. It just, it just, how do I put it? It sets your adrenaline pump. I might not be able to do this on my own, but I'm trusting God that as I do my part, God is going to help me do his part. But trust me, like one of my sons says the other day, he said he put it in his mind. No, one of, one of the children, we, we did this in children's church last week. This is what we did with the teenagers and the children. So one of them said, oh, I had it in my mind. How did you put it? I had it in my thoughts. I said, so did he manifest? No. I said, because it's in your thoughts. Until you put it on paper, you're not going to see it in your life. Bishop, Bishop Edebo says that he said, it's what you declare with your mouth that you will see appear in your life. What you don't have written down, how do you even remember to declare it? You can't. So I might not be going according to this exactly, but just follow me. So first thing we need to do to set goals, I have my props here. We need what? A notebook. So everybody needs to get a notebook. A vision book, you need a vision book. You know why? Vision boards are great. I have a vision book, but I believe a vision board should go with a vision book. You know why? Sometimes when we travel, like I have a vision book that I started, I think I started in 2015. There are some things that I wrote in 2015 in my vision book that came to pass in 2017, 2018. Do you know how I knew? I was looking through and I'm like, wow. I actually forgot about this. But because I wrote it down, you know, constantly I pray over my vision, my vision box. As God draws something in my spirit, but I don't know how it's going to work, I write it down. I don't know how it's going to work, I write it down. As long as the good thing about vision, a vision book you can take with you anywhere you go. You, if you travel, you can take it with If you, anything, you can always, that is easier to hold. Your vision board can stay on your wall, it can stay on your phone, but your vision book is like a priceless possession that you hold and you're able to write. And also because it takes more, you can also write more. You can write the details of the goals. On the vision board, you can't put the details in it. But on your, in your vision book, you can put the details in your notebook. So I said, get a notebook and think of what you want to accomplish. Don't be too busy to think. Don't be too busy to think. Don't just start writing in your notebook and say, Lord, I'm trusting you for the vision. Say, Spend time and say, Lord, speak to me. You've put this passion in me. You've put these dreams in my heart. How is it going to be accomplished? There was, there, was a, there was my mini book that I published last year. I've shared this testimony with a few people. My mini book that I published, that book, I was going to start a non-profit organization, and I didn't have any resources. And I was like, Lord, you are sending me to these young people, to these teenagers. How am I supposed to? I don't even have anything to give them. And he said, yes, you do. And I said, God, what do I have? He said, your story. I said, but I don't have any, I don't have any story written. He said, yes, you do. He said, I want you to... What do you say I should do? I want you to write that story in a little mini book, and then you are able to give it to them for free. 
that mini book i was telling somebody i wrote it in one break time as god began to speak to me i just said to my colleague i have to go on break right now and i went into the lunchroom in half an hour i sat there and i was just writing 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 and then when pastor went to new orleans he went for like two three days i sat there all night and i was just typing it out and the book was finished in like three days but as he gave that vision to me what do i do i write it down your vision book is so powerful because you're able to hold, you're able to pray over it. Like I said, take it everywhere you go. So, but it starts in this time of thinking. Think, thinking is a time to imagine, visualize. And say, Lord, you have put this in me. My writing, my writing started from a time of just sitting before God and just visualizing. I say, Lord, what have you created me to do? And that's how I started. And God took it on and on and on. And the second thing is, Project to December. Let's imagine it's December 31st, 2019. Yay, it's New Year's Eve. And we all come and say, let's come and dance. It's New Year's Eve. I want you to imagine. What would, I, what would you need to have happened for you to say it has been the most amazing year of my life? What would you need to have happened? So project to 31st of December. So before you write your goals, just project. What would you like to see in your life? We read it that God said to Abraham, see what do you see in your life what do you want to see in six months time what do you want to see in 12 months time it's in the place of imagination the place of sitting down with god and just thinking sometimes we are too busy we need to just spend time away from people and just think don't do anything just sit there albert einstein had a special thinking chair he used to just he had he just sit there and think i think it was peter j daniels he spends one day of his week to just sit there and think. He said all the great ideas in, his, in, his, um, in their business came by thinking. This was a guy that came from nothing, but God blessed him so much. So thinking is so important. And then we do what? Write the goals. We need to do what? We need to write them down. Writing is the power of the pen. You need to write down. Don't put it in your mind. We like to put things in our mind. We need to write. So that's another thing we need to do. I need to move fast. Okay. So, and I was going to say, you can have goals for, like, you can have goals for your personal life. You should, you should have goals for your personal life. But if, you have, if you're someone that has a business, like for me, I have goals for my personal life, which is my top 10 goals. Then I have goals for the non-profit. We have goals for church. So you should have them, you can have them separately on different vision boards. Because they are separate entities. So, like in a house, we have a family dream board. A, a family dream, I love to call it a dream board. It's a vision board or a dream board. We have a family, and on there we put all the things that we trust God for for the year. Normally we put all the things that we do at home, we put. One big thing we always put is Southwest Believers Convention. And I remember one year, we went in, we started, I think we started putting it, I used to, pastors started going, I think in 2013, it's a conference that they do in the U.S. that we love to go every year because we get blessed so much. 2013, I think you went, 2014, I used to watch it from home, but I said, Lord, I trust you that we'll be able to go. So God said, put it on your vision board. I remember 2015, we put it on our vision board and we all, everybody was praying, we're trusting God, this is going to come to pass, we lay hands, we pray on it. It was so funny, the children so funny, the way they pray on it. But you know, um, amazingly, that year, a family blessed us. We all went, all expenses paid. They paid, they just said to us, you want, because we're, just, we're talking, talking to them about it, and they paid for all our tickets to go, supernaturally. They paid for our tickets, we only paid for the hotel. That was just good. And that was our first time going. And I was so blessed when I went there. I said, Lord, this has to be a yearly thing. Because I saw in the life of the children, they were so blessed. So we started putting it on our vision board. We have it on our family vision board every year. Funny enough, in 2016, we didn't put it on our vision board. We went in 2015. 2016, 
there were a lot of things happening in our lives, so we just were kind of laid back about it. Guess what happened? We didn't go. We didn't put it before our eyes. We didn't have it there as a vision, and we didn't go. And so that taught us we need to put it before our eyes. So 2017, we put it again. We ran with it, and God made a way. Last year, we almost didn't go, but because we had it on our board, we were praying over it. We were trusting God till we bought our ticket the week before we went. We were, Lord, you said you make it. We and I kept praying, Lord, thank you for the lowest possible tickets, and God made it happen, and we went. So when you put it before your eyes, God does the supernatural. You do the natural. But I find God does the supernatural. What you are not able to do, he does it. So that's the power of that. And I, and, and I, um, okay, let's see. And I wanted to show us this. I think I have it up there as well. So when the vision is clear, the results will appear. So put this before your eyes. When your vision is clear, you can even write it somewhere, which means I need to make my vision clear. Clear means make it so clear that everybody... As in, you can understand it clearly, easily. Don't make it complex. Hallelujah. So I just wanted to share the story of this man, which a lot of us know. Most of us will know him. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I, always find, I find his, his surname so hard to, to pronounce. But I just wanted to share his story. A lot of us know his story. He was a young immigrant from Austria. But why I want to share his story is because he's a, he's, a, he's, he's a man that you look at his life and you see what happened to him. He said when he was a teenager, he, was, um, he, he always dreamed to be Mr. Universe. So he put his, on his wall, he had pictures of strong men, pictures of boxers, wrestlers, anything that was strong, that depicted strong men. As you can see the picture I put up there. He's, he depicted strong men. He said people around him thought he was crazy because they say, what's wrong with this guy? How are you going to achieve this? But he said he just put it before his eyes and he believed that it was going to happen to him. Guess what? It did happen to him. He not only went on to become Mr. Universe, he said what, what kept him going was because he, as he, he said as he looked at those pictures, he began to believe in more. And the more he believed it, he began to, do, he began to take actions to take him in the direction of those dreams. You know, he began to do all those things. And he not only became Mr. Universe, he went on to become at one time the highest paid actor because he's a very good actor. If you watch Terminator 2, I think he is. He's a very good actor. He acted in it. So he went on to become a, 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 a highest-paid actor. He went on to become a, a bodybuilder, highest-paid bodybuilder at one time, and then he went on to become the governor of California. So this was a young guy that ha- there was nothing going for him, but because of what he put before his eyes. So putting it before your eyes, you can't overemphasize that. It's so important. Okay, so my, the t- tip number three is a Brian Tracy goal-setting method. I just started this last year, but I did it last year, and trust me, it, does, it, it worked for me, and I know it works if you put it to work. He says, right, so you have your goals written out. The third thing is, every day you have your top 10 goals. We will have more than 10 goals, but he said that to always write seven to 10 goals. So you don't, if you have too many, you, you're not always able to achieve so many. So you write your top 10 goals, and then for 30 days, it doesn't matter, it can be from the 21st to the, but let it be 30 days in a row. You know what you do? You write those top 10 goals out. The very next day, you get a new sheet of paper or in your notebook, you write them again. But this time, you don't look at your previous list. Write the ones that you remember. If it's important to you, that will even help you to think now. If it's important to you, you remember. So write them for 30 days. You know what this does to us? It ingrains it in your mind. It ingrains it in your mind. So that at the end of that 30 days, when you remember, those top 10 goals, guess what happens? They come to you so easily. 
because you've been writing them for 30 days over and over and over and over again. I heard this from, I think it was Terry Sabella that I was talking about, and I, and I did, and I, oh, this is interesting. So last year, I did it, and truly, when I thought of my goals, like, I didn't have to think, I always, they were sitting there. And then what, what I found it did to me was, apart from the fact that it motivated me to begin to do, to take actions towards it, I was always, constantly they were in my mind. When I saw things that were in line with what I wrote down, I was gravitated to those, towards those things. Why? Because I had written it. They say it takes 21 days to form a new habit. But because I had written it for, I had written it for such a long number, a, a lot of days, I was able to remember. And it was ingrained in me. And then, another thing I found, as you are write, because as you are writing it, you know what happens? I found I wrote it day one, day two, day three, day four. By day five, you know what happens to you? You begin to declare them because you are writing them. As you are writing them, you are declaring them out loud. You, you be, I began to pray over them as I'm writing them. Lord, I thank you because this is achieved. And then you kind of write it like past tense. For example, now maybe you wanted to save 500. The way you write it is, I saved 500 dollars. Because you're writing. Imagine we are writing for 31st of December, so we're writing it backwards. I saved 500 dollars in by June 2019. I did. Maybe I went to Dubai. On the first of January, thank you, God. I went. To, so you're writing it in past tense. So then it's like, Lord, thank you because it's like it's, it's done. Thank you, Lord, because it's done. You are calling those things that be not as though they were. You don't you don't realize it, but that's what you're doing. Hallelujah. Number four, I said be specific. I've already mentioned about that. Vague goals produce vague results, and vague results cannot be measured. So goals have to be smart. Which a lot of them they have to be specific. They have to be measurable. They have to be achievable. They have to, but they have to be. You have to be able to measure them. You have to be able to. Hallelujah. Number five, assign a deadline. You have to have a deadline. We said that a little bit earlier. Deadlines are motivating and they create a sense of urgency. If not, they tell me that now you have 30 days to get this project done. What happens? I begin to run around, run around. What's going to happen? I begin to put everything in place just to get that project done. You assign what you're going to do. Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. You... I remember in 2015 when God gave me um, the first book, that, the first manuscript that I wrote that started as a devotional. I remember when God said to me in October, that book is going to be a devotional and you're going to, and it has to be done by the 31st of December, 2015. I'm like, Lord, this year? He's like, yeah, this year. You know what? So he said to me, go and count how many days are left in the year and, multiply, and then calculate how many pages you have to write in a day. And I did. And guess what? Because God said 31st of December, I made it happen. There were days that I didn't feel like writing, but then I'll, I'll go home from church, I sit down, and then God says to me, um, you haven't written today. Did you forget? But God, I'm tired. He said, ah, you can do it. But God, I'm so tired. He said, I'm going to help you. And as, I found out as soon as I sit, sit there and I pick up my pen, he'll just begin to talk to me. And I found it so easy. But the thing was, I had to do the writing, but he always helped me. But the deadline, and I remember that day on 31st of December, we were watching a, a New Year's Day, and, and I just shouted, I'm like, Yes! And they were like, what? I'm like, I, I did it. I wrote the book. Today is the 31st. I finished because I had to put a deadline. So deadlines create a sense of urgency. It is so important to have a deadline. We need to create a deadline. It's so important. So don't just say, I'm going to write a book. When, I, when do you want to write chapter one? By when? When do you want to write chapter two? When do you want to have the book published by? Have a deadline for that. Number six, speak to your dreams. We need to speak to them. Your mouth is the biggest tool that God has given you. Your mouth is the biggest tool. The power of life and death is found where? In the tongue. The tongue is in the mouth. Open your mouth. A lot of times, 
And when I talk about speaking to your dreams, I'm talking about three, three things. The first is, we need to stop speaking negative words. If there's someone that speaks negative words, you need to stop speaking negative words. You know, at work, I hear this a lot. Oh, I'm so dumb. Oh, I'm so foolish. And I say, you are not. Oh, yes, I am. My mom told me that. I can never amount to anything. I don't know if I'm the one that hears that. But you hear things like that, and you're like, you need to stop. Because like Joyce Meyer says, it's not only important for you to start speaking positive words, and it's, it's important for you to stop speaking negative words and then start speaking positive words. You can't just stop speaking negative words. So first thing is stop speaking negative words. Second thing is start speaking positive words to yourself. I can do this. I am the apple of God's eye. I'm able to do it. My, meta- my, my, my metabolism is good. I can lose weight. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. You know, I'm, some people will say I can never get out of debt. Oh, I'm stuck. Oh, I'm hooked. Oh, I'm... So change it around. Every time you want to say something negative, you either zip it or you change it around. They know me. I work on something. I'm like, no, change it around. So let's learn to speak. Stop speaking negative words to ourselves, to everything around us. Your words, everything that you, everything that you see in your life, is, a lot of them is because of the words that we speak, that we see in our lives today. So let's change our words around. Let's speak to those dreams. I know what the big, and the third thing, so stop speaking negative words. Start speaking positive words. The third thing is speak the word of God over your dreams. Speak the word of God over your life. We need to speak those words. We need to speak them over our life and over our dreams. It is so important. Hallelujah. So the next thing is, let's stretch. Stretch outside the comfort zone. That's my alarm going Hallelujah. Sorry about that. That was I set my alarm for half an hour. So he's telling me it's half an hour. So next thing we need to do is we need to stretch. Can somebody say stretch? Stretch. Stretch. Someone try stretching. Let's stretch as, as fast as as wide as we can. Is it is it getting painful? Is it getting painful when you stretch more? That means you're not stretching. Can we stretch our arms as far as we can behind our back? How painful is that? It is a little, if you stretch it properly, it gets painful. The more you do it, the harder it is. You know what? You're not used to it. That's what stretching does. When we stretch outside our comfort zone, it's not, it's not comfortable. It's just the opposite. There's a lot of discomfort. But you know what? Sometimes we need to stretch outside our comfort zone. Don't set goals that are all in your comfort zone. When you set goals that are only in your comfort zone, you, you just think, you find it easy to achieve them because they're just oh, in your comfort zone. Oh, maybe you are someone that is already um, size 10. You want to go to size 8. No, you want to go to size 9. And maybe you are someone that doesn't like food anyway. So you know that size 9 is going to be easy for you. So you just say, okay, I want to just lose 5 pounds. That is, you know that is in your comfort zone. But look for big goals that, at the end of the year, you can say, yes, look at what God has done. This could only have been God. Don't stress. It's good to set, set some goals that are in your comfort zone, but set some goals that you know that this can only take God to do. He's able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you are able to ask, think, imagine, dream. God is able to do exceedingly. Let's put him to this. He's able to do. Let's trust him. Let's put our faith on this. One of the goals that I set for this year, and I was, I was thinking, oh, I don't think that. And then God said to me, you say you have faith. Where is your faith? And I'm like, Lord, he said, yeah, put it there. I'm able to help you. So let's put our faith on the line. Let's trust God. Hallelujah. Let's trust God that he's able to help us. 
So set some goals that are outside your comfort zone. And I wrote here that fear, fine, you, you might feel, feel fearful when you set goals in your, in your discomfort zone. There might be fear, there might be doubt, but let's, where's the altar of being a believer? Let's trust him that he's able to help us. I put, putting your goals inside, and I've spoken about that, and that's why we have a, we have a vision board, a dream board. We need to put them inside where you can see them. This is, these are my, like, my ones that I just use normally to teach. So you have them somewhere that you can see them. Like, you can have vision, dreams, whatever you want to put on it, just do it. It's your board, it's your thing. And please put it where you can see it. You, not everybody, just you. And maybe your household, fine. Because, like, one of my mentors shared that. When you put it where, if you, if you share those goals with everybody before it's achieved, you know what happens? It gives you an iota of satisfaction, like, like you've already achieved it. So you need to put it where you can just be believed. As long as you share your goals with the wrong person, they dread that, they'll tell you, you want to achieve that, they start laughing at you. So put it where you can trust God. It's in your corner, it's in your sanctuary, it's just a place that you just say, Lord, you know what, I, I, know, I don't know how this can be done, but you know, you are going to help me. Where you can pray over it, lay hands, and just speak to it. Hallelujah. And, and I wrote that one of the biggest reasons visions are not achieved because most people write the goals and we said earlier they stick it in a drawer or a file and they forget about it so we're going to put it in view where we can see it and also another thing that i used to do that i did last year was i had it on my phone as my screensaver so every time i want to put my phone on my dreams will show up i always had it there and i have it again this year so you can put it on your phone put it on your laptop screensaver you can see they put it on, a, on your ipad it's just flashing at you that way you see those things the more you see it, the more you believe it. The more you believe it, the more you are trusting God to bring it to pass in your life. Hallelujah. Uh, and this quote is, your life moves towards the dominant images you put before your eyes. This was a quote by Terry Saville for it. So and, and it's true. Our life, does anyone notice this? When you're driving a car, and as you're driving, and then maybe the children say to you in the car, Mommy, look, look, look. And then you tend to look inside. What happens? A lot of time. As you're driving a car, What happens? The car starts to move. <laughs> if you're not going to be like, ah, I'm driving. Then you come back. The same way our life acts the same way. You're driving, you tend to, because that's where your, your system is going towards. So let, our life moves in the, same, in the you know, dominant direction. The way, uh, our life moves towards the domina- dominating images that we put before our eyes. And you become what you behold. What do you want to see? So don't look at yourself at what you are now. Look at what you want to become. Write those things down and trust God. Yes, I am this. I am that. So, I, like I, I do a lot of declarations. Get your declarations going. Write them out, what you want to see. And read them. Even when you don't see them in reality, read them over yourself. Get scriptures out that speak to you about what you want to see there. And just read it. Because you know what I found with those scriptures? Like a lot of times, like I, I do mine at the gym in the morning. I'm at the gym, I have my declarations, and I just, I'm, I'm doing my thing, and I'm just reading them. It gives me a sense of, you know what? My God is at work. This is ha- I feel like it already happened because what? And it helps me believe it. So get your declarations. Don't just, just because the mo- remember as you're declaring it, you're speaking the word of God. The Bible says that that word will not return to him void. So you're trusting God, you're putting it in action, you're doing your own part. He's going to do his own part. He's saying, this child is trusting me, I better be delivering. And because our God doesn't fail, he's not going to fail us. And my last one is, Take action, run with those goals. Imagine if we put number one to number eight in place and we don't have number nine. <laughs> it's going to be a whole waste of time. So we need to run with the vision. 
Right division, make it plain. Right division, make it plain. Run with it. We have to run with that vision. You get your dream board out. Okay, what's my first one for the year, Lord? I thank you. Begin to run. What if God gives you instructions? Follow it. If you don't follow the first instruction, you won't get the second instruction. Run with it. Run with it might be uncomfortable. But until we begin to run with it, we don't see it happen. So we need to play our part. This is a year of dominion. What do you want to see in your life? Dominion. Financial dominion, spiritual dominion, emotional dominion, in every area. You have to work it out. You have to work it out. You have to look for it. Write your visions. What do you want to see? I told the children yesterday. I was telling Pastor yesterday. I said, Lord, I'm trusting God for a new car. And he said, I said, yes. And then I mentioned my dream car. And he started laughing. I said, you can laugh. But I trust God. My God is an awesome God. There's nothing he can do. Because that car, the money is a lot. But my God is, is much more. So what am I saying? I'm just saying, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm not trusting man, but I'm trusting you. So let's, let's put it to work. Let's run with the vision. And like I said, whatever instruction he gives you, run with it. And lastly, I want to share the story of Tara Holland. I have a picture of... Oh, can I have the next... You are far behind my slides, please. Yes, can I have Tara Holland? Thank you. I have a picture here. Her story really, really encourages me. She's actually a believer. Her name is Tara Holland. Christian... Sin or something, Christian Dean or Christian Sin. So this lady was, from when she was a young girl, she wanted to become Miss America. That was her goal, from, her dream from when she was little. And even when she was in grade seven, they asked them to do a book project at school. She did her book project on a lady called Cherry Pratt, with, I think her name is called, she was then Miss 1980 Miss America. That's who she did her project on because she was believing that she wanted to be. So from grade seven, she said, you know, she did a lot of pageants, a lot of you know, you, you go through the ranks together, but she was just believing God, I'm going to be Miss America. So in 1994, she entered for Miss Florida pageant. She won first runner-up. She entered again the very next year for the same contest. She won first runner-up again. And then she said she refused to get discouraged. She stayed focused on her goals. But what she never did was that she went out. She said she went out. No, actually, so in 1990, she, she thought she needed a change of environment. So she moved to Kansas City. And in 1997, she entered for Miss Kansas and won the title. And then that same year, 1997, later that year, she won Miss America. And so they were, after the, there was an interview after, the, they were asking her, how did you win Miss America? What did you do? What's the secret of your success? She said when she lost the two championships, those two championships that she, that she lost to first run up, she said she went out and she rented every video she could get on pageants. She said she rented for local pageants, Miss Teen, Miss Universe, Miss World. She said she rented everything. She said she rented hundreds of videos. Hundreds of videos she rented. And she said the interesting thing was that she watched those videos and every time they crowned, every time they crowned the young lady in the pageants, she began to see herself walking down the runway. She began to trust God, that God, this is going to happen for me. She began to trust God. And she said she doesn't know how many times she watched those videos. But she said the key to her secret, uh, her, her key, the, the secrets to her success was just seeing herself win. She just believed God that she was going to win. And so in 1997, she won. And another question they asked her was, were you not nervous? And she's like, no. And they said, why? She said, because I had walked down that runway thousands of times. Every time I saw them walking down the runway, she had visualized herself walking down the runway. So it came to pass in her life. So that, I just wanted to share that story because it would encourage you. 
People are doing it day in, day out. You and I can do it. You and I can have a vision board. You and I, let's go and live out what God, the dreams God has put in our heart. Don't let those dreams. Miles Monroe always says something. He said, in the, the, the graveside is where you have, it, there's a lot of goals, a lot of dreams. All the biggest dreams people, are people's graveside. They die with books they should have written. They die with businesses they should have started. They die with it because they refuse to do what God has called them to do. Some, some are called to start orphanages. Some are called to start ministries. We never ever know because they just keep going. Nine to five, nine to five, nine to five, and they never do what God has called them to do. If you are doing a job right now, like I work full time, but I'm trusting God, I'm going into eventually, I'm going to transition into what God has called me to do full time. So you can be working and be doing what God has called you to do on the side until it gets so big that you have to do it full time. So God has a way, if we just trust Him, He has a way of bringing this to pass in our lives. Amen. And I just wrote, it's time to get a vision and run with it. We want this year to be an extraordinary year. We don't just want this year to be the same. We don't want this year to be the same thing that it was last year. Let's put God to work. Let's put ourselves to work. And then for those that might wonder, and another thing I wanted to mention is, we said do a vision board. If you don't do anything, if you do zero, so if you don't write anything on your vision board, this is what it's going to look like. Come 31st of December, this is what it's going to look like still. Zero times zero is zero. If you write nothing, you're going to get nothing. There's a story that I heard that made me laugh. They, I heard that late, um, the late Kenneth Hagen had this thing that he used to do to people. He would go, he would see, when, he see, when he saw people praying, he would often go up to them and tap them on the shoulder and say, Sweetheart, what are you praying about? And the person would say, Nothing in particular. He said, Exactly what you're going to get. Nothing in particular. <laughs> so if you want nothing in particular, you'll get nothing in particular. That's the moral of that story. And for those that might wonder, what, well, how do I make a vision board? It's very easy. We have cork boards here for everyone, for anyone that wants one. It's just a normal cork board that you get, a simple cork board. And then you just decorate it the way you want to decorate it, as plain as you want or as pretty as you want. Some people like bling on there, some people don't. It doesn't matter. Just decoration is not the biggest part of it. Get images. The images is a big part of it. Get images. Put your images on it. Because the images, like when I say dress, you will not see D-R-E-S. You will see a, a dress. If I say blue dress, you see the color blue. So those images motivate us to do what we want to do. Add quotes or verses to it that would inspire you throughout the year. Be as creative or as plain as you want to be and you are done. And then start to run with it. And I believe that God will help us to do it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can we have That's my coach. When it comes to vision, I mean, I mean, last, I stand here to say last year I I was able to, in 2018, I was able to achieve between 75 to 80% of the goals I set. There were some that I didn't even, there were some that I set for, that should have extended to by the first quarter of this year. But God did it already. I mean, which was the church. Um, you know, you just believe God. Uh, I'm right it as big as it is. Uh, you know, because if you can uh, achieve it on your own, then you don't, it's not a goal. Or as in, it's not, you don't need God. But make it so big uh, that uh, you are not able to do it within your own resources. If it's not big enough, then God cannot be involved. It has to be big, very big. 
Um, I yesterday I was showing her the story of a man. Uh, I just ordered the book, uh, so when it come, I'll share with us. Uh, this this guy was in debt up to one point seven million dollars, and then he came across the uh, vision board thing, and he, he set a goal of where he wanted to see himself, from just working for somebody to be honing in his own business. Right now, ten years later, the guy is worth fifty one point three million dollars. Uh, they have schools in India that they, they build school in India. They are, they, they are taking care of 1,100 uh, students, uh, the school they, they built. Um, in Uganda, they, right now they have uh, adopted five villages where they are taking care of people, that, taking care of them and teaching them, empowering them to become entrepreneurs where they can take care of themselves and build businesses, uh, you know, and so many other things like that. Uh, so that's, can you imagine, just the vision of the woman, and look at how it's affecting other people all over the world. Uh, I believe that if we can just set goals, believe God, uh, we're going to impact our world more than if we don't do it. Because it takes us out of the four walls of the church. Uh, because a lot of things are going to happen outside there this year. Uh, we need to position ourselves. Uh, not just, you know, be a local champion. Let me put it that way. We are not raising local champions. When we say the home of kingdom champions, is global, global champions, not local champions. So we're not going to be local champions anymore. We're going to become global champions in the name of Jesus. That we go out there and just influence and impact our world for God. Uh, do you know that even the unbelievers... If you have the resources, if you have, if you provide solution to their problem, it's easier for them. It's easier for you to, to witness to them about Jesus. It is very very easy to witness to them about Jesus. How can we provide the resources if we don't even have the resources? So that's the thing. God is not only thinking of blessing us; He wants us not only blessed to, but to become a distribution channel. And so that is important for us to know. Hallelujah. So I pray that uh, the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. So like my wife, please let's get uh, our, get pictures. You know, for example, now as a church, we're believing God for our own building. Uh, we have uh, 2025. We have a vision to have our own building, 10,000 sitters and all that. How do I put that before me? I have a picture of a champion center. I have an idea. You know, every time I sit before God and I dream, and I think, I write down different things, things that probably I have not seen in some of the beautiful sanctuaries I've been able to visit. One of the things also I want to do this year by the grace of God is there are places I want to visit, there are churches I've listed down that I want to visit and just go see. The other day we were in um, Dr. Mais um, uh, you know, building, the Wisdom Center in, 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 Te- in Dallas. I went around, I saw how they were... You know, doing they are, they are they are the one now printing their own books. I look at everything and I'm like, this is awesome. I look at the the excellence. I was like, this is good. That's how you feed your faith. Bishop Oedekpo, before he built Covenant University in Nigeria, he went to Orarobo University. He saw the whole thing. He said, this is God, but it is possible anywhere else. Now they have. A replica, if not better than that. 
So whatever we see today that looks so awesome, if God laid that kind of a dream in your eyes, it's possible. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I pray, let me just pray over you as we... Father, we just thank you this morning. I want to thank you. Just imagine yourself with your vision in, on your hands before you. And Lord, we just thank you this morning for the word you sent to us today. Lord, I just pray over your children and as many who will listen to these messages. Uh, that you will, Almighty God, be. You quicken everyone's spirit. Open our eyes, O oh Lord. Help us to dream bigger than where we are. Bigger than our situation and our circumstance. Bigger than the disappointment of the past. Bigger than all the failure, whatever it is that has happened to us before. For us to believe you again. In the name of Jesus. The Lord, you are able to take us higher. Higher, 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 higher every day. And we give you praise that in this year of dominion. We experience that in every year of our lives. In the name of Jesus. The Lord, by the end of this year, no man will be left behind. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, because we know that you're more than able to do it. And we give you praise because it's already done. Thank you, mighty God. Oh, glory be to your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.